Welcome to Canada, home of my favorite Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 level. You can see the skateboard tracks going all the way up to the secret tape. You're going to grind a ledge, hit a, hit a switch, it's going to drop down a half pipe. You'll go up, you'll grind, and then the secret tape will be right over there. There's the S, the K, the A is a bit behind over there. Over there, you're going to have to do a very old hill flip lean and grind the entire trees. But yeah, this is where it all took place. Anyways, we're here. It's winter. It's 2020. We were here about seven months ago, back when there was no snow and now it's snow. We are joined today by my hot babe. And no. Green Boy. That's right. Oh, and Green Boy's chilling here too. He's chilling. Audrey Menard. He's been so used to it. He doesn't even need a coat. He's acclimated, dude. He was originally from California. California. He was used to the beach and babes everywhere. Instead, he went with the one and only babe and he moved to Canada. Yeah. Uh, how's he been enjoying Canada? He loves it. I think he's super fun. The only thing he missed is the game collection that mm -hmm. his dad have. And I told him he could go live for a month with him, but he still decided to stay because he thinks poutine tastes really good. Poutine is tight, yes. dude. So poutine is his point to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're in uh, we're in Canada. Um, I haven't like done a big vacation in my life since I guess I was a little kid. I spent mm -hmm. two whole weeks longer, like two weeks and four days, in Montreal, Canada. Yeah, you're really strong for doing it. I remember at the beginning you were like, two weeks. Oh, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, all right, I'm gonna do it. Two weeks, dude. And here you are. You did it. You lived it. Are you enjoying it? Is two week too rough for you? Uh, I mean, I'm definitely at the bubble point now where it's like, I can't wait to get back into my routine. That's why even mm -hmm. on the last day of vacation, we're like working, we're making a, a YouTube video. And even while we were in Montreal, we did a bunch of Twitch streams. We streamed some indie yeah. games on my channel, but I think the coolest thing, probably the biggest news development of 2019, Audrey Menard started doing art streams no on Twitch. Um, we did like three art streams, two of them. Oh, green boy. Green boy! You need to taste the snow. <laughs> oh my god. I'm What's so up, sad. dude? Unchill! I got snow in my eyes! Oh my god. Oh. It's alright. I stepped on him too. It's okay. That was extreme, dude. Oh, I feel so bad. All right, put him back in the bag. He's going back in the bag. He can't be trusted. He's trying to escape. Oh. He, he wanted to go back into his uh, basement and playing. He wanted to play more Tekken. Tekken. So yeah, we you know we did our big dog streams. We were able to make it work. We did a like five hour Matrix puzzle stream. Incredible. That was really fun. We played Frog Detective Two. That we, was amazing. We did voice acting on top we of that. We did our, our full Frog Detective Two playthroughs up with Audrey as the frog is up. It's a very cute game. Uh, we didn't stream it, but we played with Tom, which was really cute. It's, I finished it. Audrey beat it, dude. It was incredible. It's from the creator of Katamari. It's very cute. It's Annapurna. You know what it looks like. Check it out. It's worth playing. Good co-op game. Crazy game. Maybe I'll stream it again, but it's good. But Audrey, mm -hmm. the art wizard of Montreal. Thank you so much. That's such a cute name. Started doing art streams. Um, yeah, what was that like? This is something that was in your head for, God, months and months <laughs> and months. Um, I even talked to you like even 10 years ago, you were doing art and deviant art. Yeah. You've had your art Instagram even before you met me, but over the past like six months ago, you started doing commissions. Mm -hmm. And now I helped you launch your art stream. Thank where you we, so much for that. <laughs> yeah, where we did like procreate for like six hours. You did a lot of good pieces. Also, a big help is if you're not already part of it, the Big Dogs Discord. Um, we have an art class channel. We also have Share Your Work. We're always inviting artists to make doodles. Uh, was it the average Joey? Yeah, you made an amazing Yoda art. You made Juggalo Yoda. We've encouraged people to constantly draw. And again, like 
We both have iPad Pros, we have Procreate. Audrey does amazing masterpieces, she did this Bayonetta piece. Um, but I did a bunch of like silly hatchet man drawings and ICP stuff, but it was really fun. But yeah, what is like the philosophy of Audrey's art station uh, with your honeybee character and what are, you <laughs> what are you excited to do in 2020? Well, I'm excited to build exactly what you said. I'm excited to build my little character, Space Bee, uh, Space Day, which is she's in space, of course. She get off the space, uh, the, the her to explore, seeing there's other alien, then she realized she's the alien. Uh, so I'm excited to like build my stream around this. I want to make maybe small comics about it. I think it's really cute. Green Boy is the one who inspired me. You really showed me the good part of what Twitch was. And like talking to people, how much it's fun because, like I said a few times, every I feel like every artist feel lonely when they do their progress, and having someone to hang out with is really fun. Yeah. So uh, before starting it, I really went to like see what other streamer does, what they were doing before. I got inspired by few, but I realized that a lot don't like really don't really engage with the chat much. And I felt like. I want to really talk about like what's going on in your life, mm -hmm. what's going on in my life. I don't really like Frank. Me and Frank are really transparent, and I want my stream to be like that. Like, if you're not going well, come to my stream. I really I want to talk about it. Whatever happens to you, I think I want to focus on like really sharing uh, your life. Also, uh, art stuff. If you uh, do painting or anything like that, it's gonna be the cutest thing in the world. <laughs> Little black squirrel. But yeah, and also like you can talk about different styles. You use Procreate. You can yeah. people can learn how to draw. And again, anytime if you make something, post it in the art class Discord. It's the best thing What's cool do. about launching this big dogs network is like you know Audrey, Brian, and I. We all share the same pool. Like we built the big dogs together. So it's like if Audrey's going live, you can be alerted through the Discord. And like someone when we were streaming, someone came in Audrey's chat. Like, are big dogs allowed here? Like, it is yes. a big dog stream. It yeah. is. It is an extension for the artistic part. And even I'm happy because I put my needle in Frank. You're also charmed by it. You yeah. you want to do it by your own. And I'm so happy because I feel like, yes, I inspire you. But I saw in the big dog Discord that there's a lot of people like, oh, I was watching a stream. I drew that at the same yes. time. Oh my God, that is the sweetest thing. And also, we always know Kevin Hilt is like. 24-7 always drawing or doing whatever magical art, but it's always so cool to see Kevin Hill. He's always blowing everyone away with his art pieces. Um, detail Master, that's his new name. The Detail Master, his name is Lair. I have to take inspiration for that. Oh my gosh. And also, uh, big thank you for everyone who did it during my stream. Uh, it really kicks me off because at the beginning, like everyone who started the stream, I was so scared of like having no one. Uh, I'm sh like, I knew I had the big dogs, which is really fun. But seeing people are really enjoying hanging out and talking, this is amazing. Big shout out to my friend uh, Stefan, who donated during the stream. Uh, Kevin Hill also. There was also Spenio, Spenio. donated like 50 <laughs> bucks because he wanted to get an iPad. And uh, uh, yeah. Melvin. Melvin, my Thank homie. Thank you so much. And everyone who donated. But yeah, back to our vacation. It's been nice. Like I said, I haven't done this in like since I was a kid. Like my mom used to take me to Russia for like weeks at a time and I felt like I went... It's funny, probably for the benefit of my creativity, I felt like I would go crazy every time I went to Russia because a kid who only speaks English primarily, who's so used to his like American TV and games. video games, to be kind of taken away from that and like dropped in this like weird Russian apartment. And like, you know, it's my mom's credit. Like that's how I became obsessed with movies. I had VHSs, we'd go to the black market yeah. and buy bootleg tapes and DVDs and stuff like that and Dreamcast games. You know, but like I would have so much time by myself, like, that I, it forced me to be creative and imaginative. Um, 
And then ever since I was, like, in high school and, like, college, like, I never really take vacations. I'll take work trips, like, I'll go to conventions and stuff, but I don't take vacations. Because, again, I'm, I'm obsessive. I like to always work. Okay. So the pursuit of, like, okay, let's go to Montreal for two weeks. Let's just stop everything. But even then, we still managed to do big dogs for doing a dog walks. But, like, yeah, I feel like I got what I wanted, which was to recharge. Uh, I'm filled with inspiration. We had so much time together to hang out. Um, I feel like we took it easy. Like the first two times we went to Montreal, we really explored. We went to museums and all these things. Um, but it's winter, so it's a different vibe. We still walked around a lot. It's very pretty, as you can see. Um, but yeah, we took it easy. Yeah, like, there, were, there like, was things to do, but I felt like doing them was like rushing the vacation. Uh, I felt like it was unnatural a little. So just walking around and seeing Montreal at itself uh, during winter, I think that's a show by itself. Yeah, just like it's as pretty. You can there's see. lights, like, and everyone in Montreal, their spirits are always so high. Like, I don't know, there's everyone's so friendly in Montreal. I uh, went to Tim Hortons a lot. I ate very well. <laughs> Your parents treated us a lot. Uh, again, like when I'm at home, um, I just eat microwave food and like, you know, I don't gorge myself. I eat very like light because I'm also very cheap. I don't like to spend money. I also don't make a ton of money, so it's like I survive. So it's weird to be in vacation mode where it's like, yeah, sure, poutine. Yeah, it's, I don't know. <laughs> But it's really nice. Um, the biggest thing, too, switching gears to TV and film, before I even came out to Montreal, we watched season one of Big Little Lies, uh, and then we watched season two here. Big Little Lies first came out in 2017. I'm always watching HBO shows. I think HBO's programming is, like, for adults and very, like, engaging and fun. And there's there's genre schlock like Game of Thrones, but then there's high art like David Simon's The Wire and everything in between. Mm -hmm. Big Little Lies is something that, like, I feel like scratches both, like, high art uh, it's it's you know engaging art but it's also schlock season one of big little lies again came out 2017 but in case anyone hasn't seen it watch it uh season one is seven episodes it's like a murder mystery kind of crime it's drama it's a it's a like it's women empowerment saga uh it's fucking incredible um season one is like excellent and flawless it's based on a book it's about like there's a murder in a small town and even the way it's told it's not until like I think the entire run of season one until like the last episode, you don't know who dies. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so it's like, so you, you, you're you seeing all the events leading up. Someone's going to get killed and everyone in that town's backstabbing. You don't know who is going to be the one who everyone's dies. Everyone's on the edge of doing it. <laughs> yeah. And so it's everyone's gossipy and hates each other. And uh, it's, it's so fun. And then season one ends and it's like profound. It's really beautiful. Like soundtrack's great. It's amazing. Then two years later, they released season two. And season two, I feel like, because it's not based on the original novel, it turns into more of a soap opera, but because the characters and vibe of the show is still backstabbing and yeah, chatty and like- They're still the same person. It's so fun. It's so season, so I think season one is like a mystery masterpiece of TV. It's excellent, it's very fun. Season two turns into like soap opera, a little trashy and schlocky, but it's mm -hmm. I still really liked it's a good it. One. But uh, it's only 14 episodes. Season one though is an absolute must watch. Uh, thank you for watching with me. I yes, fucking, I, I mean, I'm it. really happy you found a, and also it deals a lot with like relationship problems oh, yeah. in a view of like older people and how they deal with like, it's a lot of subject about marriage and it, it's so amazing because you see like the two part of the couples, it's like a little marriage story, like five, mm -hmm. with five person going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, five different relationships, like all yeah. like falling apart or they're, they're trying to struggle, they're trying to figure it out while their kids are also like realizing that adults aren't perfect and like they're doing, they have their own, everyone has drama and it's, and again, it's set in a very rich Californian town, so it's dreamy. You see these big houses, like, oh, I'd love to live there. You know, like. And you see, even if it's big houses, if there's some 
bad things yeah, going on. And, and there's there. so many dramatic shots of like women drinking wine while staring into the beach. And it's like, <laughs> it's awesome. It's great. The whole show is kind of that. <laughs> uh, and then also on Netflix, oh, the reason I watched Big Little Lies is we watched Marriage Story, yes. which is one of my favorite movies of 2019. It was incredible. But Laura Dern steals the show. In it, Laura Dern plays, in Marriage Story, plays this like really incredible. strong, crazy, catty lawyer who's like, genius and delivers these amazing monologues and after we watched it it's like i want to watch something like that oh i heard she was in big little lies and we watched it and sure enough laura dern in big little lies also huge high power like ceo executive lady every line she it's says it's so good every line she says like deserve to be rolled on my wall yeah it's incredible uh and then we kept the laura dern trilogy going we watched little women uh, which uh I'm, I don't really like period pieces I, it's mm -hmm. hard to engage with for me unless it's something like Matt barry linden i don't know but I do give credit for Little Women. Bruce sold it on me. It, it's shot and edited like a modern film. It's a lot of mm -hmm. cross-cutting. There's like two timelines going on. Everyone's good in it. It has Florence Pugh, I think is her name, the chick from Midsommar. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's good. But I, you know, there's this distance because it's a period piece. But to its credit, it's, it's like it's a good story. What's really cool about Little Women is it's postmodern. It's the story Little Women, which the book itself is semi-autobiographical. The movie extends like... To, it extends and includes like an act about her herself trying to sell her book and get mm -hmm. it published and bowing to editors' needs at the time. And for that, it was like, oh, like because I love All writers. The challenge they had at yeah. The time. And so I thought that was like so that's that's the tidbit that sold me. Uh, and Bob Odenkirk is in it, this like comedian, this this like sketch comedy genius writer. And so for him to show up was like, oh, that's that's kind of cool. But I liked it. I didn't love it, but I did do I did my duty and I watched Little Women uh, to see three Laura Dern masterpieces in a row. And then the highlight, uh, the thing I was dying to see more than any fuck almost any movie this year was Uncut Gems by the Safety Brothers. Now, you went into it blind. I've seen the past two Safety Brothers films, heaven knows what, good times. But Audrey, from someone coming in fresh, someone who kind of just discovered the joy of film art this year. This year. What did you think of Uncut Gems? Uh, it's constant goosebump. Uh, I had so many emotion, except crying, which is phenomenal. But I was just like, I was stressed. I was angry. I, sometimes I was so confused. I like, you're, you're, you think so many things are going to happen during the movie and they're not. And I don't know, feeling surprise is something that I found really rare in movie. But this one really got me uh, on every point. It's incredible. It was really fun to see. Yeah. So like the Safety Brothers excel at doing like, they're New Yorkers. They make films, almost like Harmony Korine, they make films about grit, real people, kind of underground people. Mm -hmm. Adam Sandler plays a diamond dealer who's also a gambling addict, and each, like, <laughs> scene, it's like the, there's a, like, maybe 15 minutes into the movie, there's an exchange that happens, and as it happens, like, I was gripping you, like, oh my god, fuck, <laughs> no, like, you know it's a bad deal, you know this is gonna be Everything. fucked up and bad, and every scene, it just gets worse and worse, and, like, every minute of the film, people are coming up to Adam Sandler's character, like, you fuck, how are you fucking owe me 20k, alright, take this watch, it's worth 10,000, like, 10 million people are trying to get to him, and it's constant anxiety. You realize that his whole life is that, not just this deal, Yes, it's just one flash into his life, and it, and it has a pulsing, like, synth soundtrack, it's Sean 35 million film. It's fucking like every character actor in it is so weird looking and crazy. Like it's tremendous. Um, and if anyone hasn't seen it, they're this, the, the film they made right before this good time, I think is on Amazon prime. Just as good. Good time is just as good. It's even like crustier. Cause it's about like a, like drug dealers who are in their early twenties. So they're dumber. How he <laughs> knows how to work people in good time. They're fucking dumb. Like kids. And like, they just fought like, and it takes place over one night. So it's that same thing. And Bruce pointed this out. Because Bruce and Nathan saw, like, 
uh, Uncut Gems, like the o- they, yeah, the first showing. But Bruce was saying like how if you look at the films back to back, they had the idea for Uncut Gems like ten years ago. They and and so it seems like their whole career has been leading up to this. And Bruce says like Uncut Gems is very similar to Good Time. And Bruce was saying like it's almost as if Good Time was like a practice for Uncut Gems. There's a lot of stuff they do in in Good Time that's like very similar, like just stuff getting boshed, stuff getting fucked over, people needing money. There's a there's a climactic scene in Uncut Gems. It's in the trailer where something is being exchanged outside of a window. The same thing happens in Good Time. There's a very like big moment outside of a, like outside dealing with like a window, and it's like oh were they like. Like, and it reminds you of like a clip. Yeah, it, it felt like a rehearsal, so they could like prove like a proof of concept. But anyways, both are great. Um, but yeah, lots of good movies. Oh, he saw us. What up? What's up, dude? Whoop whoop. He's really pretty. I'm snacking hard. Goodbye, dude. Later. Whoop whoop. Mad motherfucking wicked clown love. This past summer, I studied wrestling. I read books on WCW, WWF, and ECW. In all three books, and I read Sabu's autobiography, which was great. In all four books, the insane clown posse came up. They wrestled for WWF, WCW, and they did stuff for ECW. They're everywhere. So as I finished studying wrestling, I had to know what the fuck is all about insane clown posse so before the montreal vacation i spent fifty dollars on ebay for a used copy of joseph bruce's memoir icp behind the paint it's one of the best books i've ever read published in 2003 it chronicles the first like 13 years of icp amazing amazing i've been studying insane clown posse just they've just been a part of pop culture my whole life you know they ringmaster came out in 95 uh, Great Malenko 97, uh, Bizarre Bazaar 2000, etc. And I feel like when I was in high school, 2005, Insane Clown Posse was just synonymous with like Midwest trash. Uh, so it's always been around and it's been fascinating. And I've done parodies of ICP like a decade ago. So I've been conscious of it. Whoop whoop. I've done videos and streams and makeup. But like Louis Thoreau, I really wanted to know like, okay, what are they really about? And I read this book and oh my god, I love it. So Audrey, you've had the benefit of being my partner as I've gone through uh, my studies, as I've studied everything about the Dark Carnival, Violent J, Shaggy 2-Dope. It's been incredible. I've inundated you and everyone on social media with Juggalo Culture. I changed my profile picture to the Hatchet Man. Yeah, you did. As we've uh, been learning drawings, I've done a million drawings with ICP and the Hatchet Man. Is there anything from your perspective that you want to know about ICP or what's been your experiences uh, seeing me... uh, Learn about juggalos. You told me I just had to film you. <laughs> it makes you smile. That's all that matters. It makes you smile. That makes me happy. Hell yeah. Do you identify as a juggalette? No, you didn't convince me. All right. Well, <laughs> so ICP blows me away. Just studying Violent J's memoir. If you know ICP, you know their culture. Their fans are dubbed juggalos. That already is community leadership. Uh, and I've, you know, as we've been building the big dogs, I studied wrestling and I use wrestling ideology and business practices to fuel the big dogs. We're always evolving our gimmicks. We're always doing stunts and like stupid, fun, trash, offensive attitude era shit. And I feel like ICP is the next evolution of that. Uh, we did a stream in December with, uh, Orange You Glad 
where we were all in Juggalo makeup, and it was amazing. And because of that stream, a clip was posted on live stream fails, thanks to Marty20k, and actual real Juggalos found us, including Violent J's son, uh, which was, blew me away, but it was like, oh wait, we're, we're, we're being embraced by Juggalos. Fuck yeah. <clears throat> so, what really blew me away reading Violent J's memoir is he talks about, like, he never fit in everywhere. He was, like, a white dude in Detroit who really wanted to be a rapper. Um, kind of like Eminem, who they have beef with. Uh, but, like, you know, they never really fit, fit in. So they're like, fuck it. I want to be a rapper. We'll just do our own thing. No one accepts us. We made our own gang. The ICP, the Inner City Posse. Um, and Violent J started doing hip-hop. He would set up, like, a boombox and a karaoke machine side by side. The instrumental would blast from the boombox and he would record his first raps into the karaoke machine. But it was DIY. And it's very similar to when I studied the No Effects book earlier in 2019, like the punk ideology. And so reading Violent J's memoir, I was really legitimately inspired how they built their own culture, this ideology with the Joker's cards in their albums, but they did their own thing. And even though they were always like the butt of the music industry and their jokes, they didn't care. Like they talked about they weren't in the music industry, they're in the juggalo industry. And there's something very inspiring and unifying. Uh, and again, just connecting the dots, what we do with Twitch. Like we're the big dogs, AKA jugglos. Not really jugglos, don't be offended. But like, you know what I mean? Like there's something really charming about like, fuck it, no one else wants us. Fuck it, I'm making my own Discord, I'm making my own community, we're making our own Twitch network. Uh, and again, like, our ideology is a little different, but there's still something charming about unite of, un, unifying people, giving them a home, giving them a platform, and also just from, like, an attitude uh, sense, the way the book is written, everything is like, so get this, this fucking bitch mess of a movie, of a music manager called us, telling us we gotta fucking change our lyric, fuck that, fuck you, Disney. Like, the whole book is written in this tone. Like, bitch ass, like, freshness, like, it's written in Violent J's, like, tone, which is really funny. But, uh, yeah, ICB Behind the Paint blew me away. It gave me a lot of inspiration. I think the biggest takeaway, Violent J talked about, he was, like, in gangs. He was into crime and stuff like that. Like, he was just, he called himself a scrub. Uh, but he said, like, once he made the switch, he tried a bunch of different jobs, got fired a bunch. He was never really satisfied. And then he made a switch one day where it's like, fuck it, I'm a rapper. Once he decided he was going to become a rapper, it was all about promotion and working and hustling 24-7. And, like... I feel like the past decade, I started out trying to do, like, I mean, I went to school for film, um, but, like, made YouTube videos, I, like, worked for sketch comedy groups, I've, like, done a bunch of stuff, but, like, the past, like, two years, and, like, you know, Brian also helped me kick off our, like, Twitch streaming stuff, it's like, oh, tying back to Louis Thoreau, I feel like, more than anything, I'm a broadcaster, um, and, like, Twitch really feels like the thing. And I love what Violent J talks about, like, no, you gotta promote 24-7. And having the Big Dogs Discord, having Twitter, having social media, even promoting as a juggalo, it's still, like, promoting the brand, whatever this weird thing is. But, like, it really clicked for me. And, uh, yeah, that's why I'm excited for, like, 2020, just to, like, keep streaming. Like, like I, I do it out of love, like, constantly just playing stuff, making stuff, releasing stuff. And with the same, like, kind of fuck you punk mentality of, like, Insane Clown Bossy, where it's, like, we're speaking to our audience, and if you don't get it, that's fine. New people are still gonna find us. And, more than anything else, we did a Twitch stream, Audrey and I watched the ICP Shockumentary, which is legitimately one of the best and funniest documentaries I've ever seen. Uh, it was like a marketing publicity stunt in 1997, their music label uh, put together to advertise their upcoming album, and it's done in a very like, 
your parents don't want you to listen to ICP. Almost like this like psychological effect of like, this is so dangerous, you don't want it. Thus making people want to watch it. Um, there's a kid in there named Vinny the ICP Kid. They interview him and he's got like 30 ICP shirts. Uh, his parent, his dad drives him to an ICP concert. And it felt like that's very much how I was when I was into the Aquabats. Like I was obsessed and their music spoke to me. And like, I'm always charmed by fandom. And uh, yeah, something about it, like, it's, I really dig it. I really dig, like, the culture. And then, funny enough, I haven't listened to much ICP. Like, I, I kind of want to spend some time listening to music, and, like, now that I get what they're all about, like, Violent J is funny, and I'm sure the music's very funny, so I want to, like, go through their discography and, like, maybe pull, put together a playlist of, like, my favorite ICP jams. The Stalker off Beverly Kills is actually, like, I really like that song. Um, but, yeah, what was your take on the, the shockumentary? Oh, no, 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 no. We're not talking about me no? here. No? No. Did you like well, watching it? I could connect to like one person, which mm -hmm. was the mom. Uh -huh. If you can show a clip of that, it would be really interesting and make things clear. <laughs> my mom totally hates me. I'm not allowed to listen to them when she's home, but you know, I don't care what my mom thinks. I think they stink. They blow. They suck. They're filthy. They're vile. They're raunchy. They can't carry a tune. They can't even carry a rap. They suck. <laughs> yeah, the mom was like my spirit animal. I think Ryan also connect with her. Uh, again, I think it's really funny. You mentioned it, but you, you like not praise them. You study them so much right now, but the music, you forgot about it. Like you're planning to go to a concert, actually. Dude, ICP <laughs> Juggalo Weekend, February twentieth and twenty first. They're playing with Powerman Five Thousand. Jordan Jones says he'll go with me and Brian. So maybe I'm like on the fence. I like to. We'll see how the lineup is. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be fun. Their their concerts are inspired by wrestling shows. It's uh. Yeah, that's one connecting the dots. I dig it, man. I'm down with the clown. Uh, I've come out as a juggalo. I'm mm. down with it. I think they're funny. We I can think cut cool. that. It's a hatchet man bird. A hatchet bird. He's chopping the tree down, dude. Look at that. Hatchet man. Chop, chop. Here we are seven months later at the beautiful spot uh, where we ended our last dog walks. Uh, last, ye last year, yeah, technically it's 2020 now, we were talking about how stoked we were for World of Warcraft Classic. Mm -hmm. Congrats to Ken Demo for hitting level 60. Congratulations! 16. I still need to get back on the grind. Uh, the next big thing will be Fantasy Star Online, Online 2. Jordan Jones and I think Blaze TK are stoked for that. I also want to try Sea of Thieves soon. But if you want to join our Fantasy Star Online or just any online games we play, uh, Battlefield 5 is another game I love. Join the Big Dogs Discord, please. We have a social gamers community. If anyone wants to play Monster Hunter, I know Star Wars I'm Nerd. I'm gonna do that. Star Wars Nerd <laughs> is uh, playing Monster Digging Hunter. Digging it, I'm happy um, you like it. We have a good question from Kevin Hill, as always, the legend. Uh, has Audrey had any phases, like Frank's Juggalo phase? And what do you think Frank's next obsession will be? First off, it's not a phase, it's a lifestyle. I'm down with the clown till I'm dead in the ground. But Audrey, what right. phases did you have? Uh, well, I think everyone in high school went into like a small emo phase. Uh, I, I was not like the type of sad emo. I was more of like a happy decora, which was like a Japanese fashion. Isn't it also was... like happy hardcore? Like like a, I don't know, yeah. Yeah, these were too deep for me. Sure, like sure. I, I remember a lot of people were on Skyrock and I didn't dig that but I wanted to like the cool aesthetic of being colorful. Yeah. Uh, after that, I had a big South Park uh, fandom okay. thing. Uh, in high school, I remember watching a lot of South Park and drawing a lot of South Park. After that, it grew into Maple Story. Wow, that's right. I was so obsessed with this game. It was just like, it was my whole world, all my friends Is Maple online. Story the game you learned English for? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Yeah, basically, because like if I was playing online game, and normally I would just like pretend I'm AFK when someone come talk to me because oh I God. could not interact with them. So every time I was like, hey, do you want to grind? And I'm like, 
I stopped moved. <laughs> you, you also talked about you'd play Call of Duty or Halo or something. You'd play something on Xbox Live and you you wouldn't talk and you pretend you yeah. didn't have a mic even though you clearly had your microphone yeah, plugged in. That happened often just because like I want to play with people, yeah. but I can't communicate with them. Sure. And like I did have my mic for a few friends I was playing with. But again, it's just like people, and I remember so many people were inviting me in like voice, uh, voice group chat because I was a girl. That was scary. So yeah, <laughs> that was my gaming phase. I wasn't super into Maple Story. This is where I learned English, like as Frank said. Uh, friend, I made a lot of friends, but they were all from Korea. So that was really funny. After South Park, I think I went to really liking Rick and Morty in a really bad way. Like, okay. obsessed. Sure. And I don't know if, do I have something now? A fandom? I think I've cooled down. Yeah, I like, mean, I think as you, like, as you're I've a teenager, and when you're a teenager, you're very eager to discover, I mean, communities, things you're yeah. attached to, but you try stuff out, you consume it, and then you, you grow. Like, I feel like for me, it's very easy. I feel like every grade, I was into something new, yeah. you know? And, like, you're, fr you're also attached to what your friends are. As you become an adult, I feel like you become well-rounded. Uh, and, I can uh, talk about way more things now yeah. than I was in high school. Yeah. So, like, I, I just read something, but I was super, super, super into Undertale when it came out. Okay, I still need to play Undertale. Just basically, I, like, I, I backed up the, the quick starter when it begins. And when the game actually comes out, I was so a fan about it. I was like, guys, you gotta play this game. You gotta play this game. Yeah. A week later, everyone talked about it, and they all ignored the fact that I was the one that, that, that. I was like... That used to bug me a lot, but there has definitely been a flip now. Yeah, what what was that whole thing? Is like, I mean, you could even like label it as like the like the two thousands, the last decade you call it is like the hipster thing, where it's like, yeah. I knew about this band first, way before you. That's and, what I. That was and, my. And idea. now there's the joy. I think honestly, the best thing is like now with the Safety Brothers, Uncut Gems. I saw heaven knows what like in 2016 or 2015 i was like oh this movie's fucking cool okay then good time bruce and i this movie's fucking great why aren't more people talking about good time finally uncut gems everyone's talking about it and instead of being again it's you you grow up instead of being yeah, resentful why weren't you guys watching this now it's yes cool yeah. yes now it's like watch good time watch heaven knows what i'm like you're celebrating you're a cheerleader yeah. now but there used to be this whole angry thing i think what it was is resentment for not being heard um, and even like with A24, I've been praising A24 since the beginning with Spring Breakers and every year it's like more and more, more, than more, more people, more people know about A24 and it's like, yes, okay. Even with the big dogs discord and just this Twitch streaming, we've been streaming now for a year and a half. And there's a guy in our, our discord chat named Yong street who like just discovered us and really like, fun. Brian and I always talk about it where it's like, people always ask, where's Frank? Where'd he go? And I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking here. I'm streaming. You can follow me. You know, like, and it's like not resentment for like, and now it's like when people discover us, it's like, yes, welcome. We have, you have so much more to discover. Instead and, and, of being like, why did not know before? And, and you, you were posting about like your New Year's stuff, how like this year, 2019, you discovered movies like as a joyous art form. And yeah, like. I feel like in high school, I feel like in Newgrounds days, it was very much like, you haven't seen this? You don't know who Kubrick is? You know, uh, like... What's your childhood? Yeah. And, oh. And, like, so, what? yeah, like, I feel like now, I, I, and again, I always talk about, like, it's just a joy to be heard. Any level. If people hear you, yeah. praise it. Don't, like, we're all gamers. We're all film fans. <laughs> we're all whatever. And so that's why I never understood infighting in communities. Like, guys, we're all we fucking have. Um... But, uh, yeah. But in high school, I think, like, you're so attached to one thing that you want to be the biggest fucking fan. Yeah, it is like a chest pounding. Yeah, like, exactly. And I remember having this feeling for a lot of things I discover. I grew out of it and also realized that it was just not fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah, like I said, New Year, like, 
people talking about like Star Wars and like, how come you didn't see it? I'm just like, it's okay, I just don't want to. And I, I, instead of being like attacked toward them, I'm just like, I vote down, like, hey, it's fine, let's talk about yeah. something else. Uh, and that reminds me, like, when I got into comics two years ago, like, discovering nuclear comics and Kenny, who I interviewed, and you can watch that video, it was like, you know, Kenny, again, he's a businessman. It's not, oh, you don't know? Oh, here, let me sell you all this. Yeah. But there really was the joy of finally being like, oh, wait, now I now I care about comics. What's the best stuff? My friend Spencer, who's been reading comics his whole life, is like, oh, Frank, you like comics now? Check this out. Check, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I feel like that's so healthy. And again, same thing, If again, in our Discord, we have so many avenues. Like, there's a guy in our chat named Walter Pickles, who's just now getting into film. And he said because of Uncut Gems, it was the first time he went to the movie theaters in, like, seven years. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, he just watched Old Boy for the he first time. Twice. And all this stuff, I like, remember. I'm so stoked. So again, and I feel like that's the kind of community we build here. It's like, we're, we're excited to teach. I mean, and I feel like, I think the biggest thing that forced me to really grow up is like working with teenagers. You know, of course they haven't seen film history, like a lot of stuff. They're hungry. And instead of being rude, it's like, oh, I, like the first years I would let kids borrow my Blu-rays. Because I was like, watch this, check this out. I was so excited for them. That's cool. Um, and now thankfully there's kind of Netflix and HBO and all this stuff where it's like, oh, here you go. But I, and sometimes still I would like, just download movies and files. Hey, you need to watch this movie. Shoes. You know, uh, and so I would give people files like, you know, like, here, watch, watch. It's, it's about sharing. Uh, yeah. And now that's what I've done with my book collection. I gave Bennis my Death of WCW. I gave you a bunch of my Malcolm Gladwell. It's like, I consume this. I don't need to see more here. Uh, and that's <laughs> why I like... You're me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're very well-rounded. You got film, but I feel like we're all well-rounded. But it's yeah. always fun to dive into new stuff. I'm out of, like, having fandom to attached to. Yeah. I think like, right now I'm more about, like, studying what I, I missed out on. Yeah. And uh, what I think gonna be your next big thing, I can't tell. Yeah. Frank is always learning a new thing. Uh, your next book is about uh, Napster. Napster. So double header. I'm reading Louis Thoreau, but when I get back, I have a Napster book, which is about the boom of Napster, um, which again changed the music industry. Which I'm excited because I read ICP. Their thing was about the music industry around 2000, and then Napster's like 2003. How that shifted the music industry. And I was explaining like now, back in the old days, people used to buy CDs, records, cassettes, etc. Now. Like, we walked out of Uncut Gems. I added the soundtrack to Apple right Music. Away. You can pull up songs on YouTube. Like, you don't so really fast. pay for music. You pay for subscriptions. Um, Napster changed all that. And file sharing. I grew up as an internet pirate. That's how I fueled yeah. my film education. Um, so, cool. I'm excited to read about Napster. And then I just ordered uh, The Birth of Netflix. It's called, like, <laughs> you're, it's called That Will Never Work. And it's a memoir about the birth of Netflix. Again, something that changed the film industry. So... As I read all these books, I read them, but then I also am, like, seeking for answers. Okay, how can I apply that to my Twitch or whatever I'm doing? I don't know. Or even what we're doing with Noclip. It's, uh, it's exciting. Um, I think as a general broader thing, I'm just excited to make even more time to reading, really studying and just connecting the dots. I feel like Twitch streaming... Because, again, at the beginning of the year, I was just doing big... Of 2019, I was doing Big Dogs once a week. I was yeah. balancing doing Big Dogs once a week and then Omega 64 stream once a week. And technically the podcast. So, like, three streams a week. Now it's, like... Mostly big dogs, and then I still help no clip, and then you have Audrey's art stream. What? So now it's like I feel like I feel like I'm finally made space for my own stuff now. Yeah. What um, do you want to do? Yeah, and so wherever that takes us, but I'm not afraid. It's like let's yeah, well, I don't know. It's like one week at a time. That's why I live my life with my planner. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll just get deep into some very game very specifically. I don't know. I'm always exploring. Yeah. Fantasy Star. I don't know. Maybe I'll go crazy. I hope you do. I will. We'll, we'll wrap it up for now. We have more questions. But as always, uh, come to our Twitch streams anytime. We'll answer anything you want. It's getting dark. Yeah. Uh, Canada was great. I'm very happy. I thought I was going to be freezing in Montreal. Yeah. Weather's been pretty good. I came bundled. I have long johns, long underwear. But uh, I've been good. We're not wearing gloves. It's been pretty nice. Definitely down to do it again. Um, 
last thing it's always fun is like what is your like kind of outline for 2020 just as a whole like what's your you know what what do you what are you yeah. focusing on yeah me it's gonna be on my art yes really a lot like i'm i keep thinking about i got my gimmick i got my mm -hmm. character i want to think about like i want my idea is like i want to have a table in the convention yes and then i'm like oh wait i have to do merch so i think my year is going to be me yeah. working on like really trying to focus of like what's my world about that's gonna be my highlight, but yeah, and okay. and also like you've started to do commit you do commissions. Me follow too, Audrey's <laughs> Instagram. You know you've done cosplaying. I feel like you're very well equipped and like where it's very grounded. So again, you can follow Audrey. You can commission her. You can donate to her coffee. Watch her streams once she starts, etc. For me, like even if you watch the first Big Dogs, I said I think when I first started Big Dogs, like I or. Yeah, even the dog walks. It was like I was bouncing like Mega 64 and Pack Arts. Big dogs I didn't even consider like a job. Now, moving to 2020, things have shifted so much where it's like now for 2020, the outline is like I have like myself, which is my routines, my yeah. chores, even my media consumption, going to the gym. That's like my routine. Uh, and even within that, my mom is going through had a hard year. So just balancing and spending more time with her. Um, and then our camera's slipping a bit. Oh, mon dieu. Look at that. Look at that adventure. Green Boy is falling asleep while filming. Amazing. Um, so balancing myself. Um, no clip. Follow No Clip. Join the Patreon at No Clip. It's evolving. Just dropped an Outer Wilds doc. New more shits coming out. So supporting No Clip, working for them. Thank you, Danny O'Dwyer and Jeremy, as always, incredible team. Um, and then Big Dogs is a big chunk of like what I do. I feel like you know it's it's also whatever we do on YouTube, the streaming, the Discord. That's a big part. It's not only. Like, it's a small fraction of income, and thank you everyone who supports us. That pays for my video games and our meals when we Twitch stream, which is amazing. Uh, and saving up for PS5 and Xbox, etc. Um, but uh, Big Dogs, self-care, Pack Arts, which is my summer job teaching. Okay. That's that's fucking incredible. That pay, That is a substantial chunk of what I live on for the year, so thank you and so grow. much. And uh, Yeah. And that, that's it. And then anything else that comes. Um, I do some corporate freelance stuff. If anyone wants to hire me for anything, get in touch. But honestly, yeah. I just want to play video games and hang out and support internet growth and community and Big Dog support Audrey. Thank everyone who's donated. Um, What's the Big Dog's 2020 goal? Big Dog's 2020 goal? You know, it's fun to say partner. Um, but like ICP said, they wanted to major label the whole time. Once they finally got it, they weren't happy. Okay. It doesn't <laughs> And he said, Juggalos don't care about being a label. I don't think Big Dogs care for partner or not. We're To them, we're already partners. We're bigger than that. We're Twitch World Champions. Um, so honestly, just to keep doing it, just to keep growing our internet community, there's I feel like there's an untangible to be recognized, whatever the fuck that means. I feel like anytime we stream, we have 30 people. That's good, but I kind of want that bar to keep going. You know, it's just because of question of reach, but your content you're doing is Yes. Your so I think just to be heard, that's what it comes yeah. down to. And if you want to be heard, use the Big Dogs Discord, get in touch dog. with us. Uh, you know, a Star Wars nerd is using it, Horny's Big Dog is posting when he's going live. It's a community, it's a tool, and we're attracting like-minded people who are positive and good. But yeah, just to keep doing what we're doing. And if it grows, if we get more opportunities, great. Um, but the partner partnership, I think, yeah, I mean, it's just one step at a time, Somewhere. just to keep doing it. It's there. But hey, sure. if you want to help us grow, follow us, support us, tell your friends, invite people to the Discord. Special shout-outs to Arkwright. You're, seriously, you've donated so much to our thing. Brian and I are always mentioning Arkwright anytime we talk about big dogs. Thank you so much. I feel like you've donated probably 30% of what we do. You are a giant philanthropist. Of course, like Kevin Milwaukee, Kevin Hill, Jordan Jones, who updated our PC. I'm excited to go home and play. Everyone who supports us, everyone Marty. who subscribes, Marty20K, Mikey Palermo, everyone in the Discord. It's fun seeing everyone grow just because they more interact in the chat. And it's really just about interacting yeah. in the chat. I love that's it. That's how you grow and that's how we, we see you. Yeah. 
All right, we'll end it there. Wee. Thank you guys so much. I also want to take a special shout out to Green Boy, who was our tripod. We put it on his big dead belly. Special shout out to Cheap Ass Gamer, the man, the legend, follow Jared Torbon and Cheap Ass Gamer. Um, je t'aime, Audrey Montemore. Thank je you for hosting me in Montreal, Canada. This is amazing. We hope you come to California very soon. Thank Woo. you to Canada for being fucking tight. And dark. Oh my God, I'm scared. All right, Look, Blair, someone which walked on the snow, oh on the dear. ice. Wowie. All right, we got night vision mode. Okay, well, oh, not splinter in real cell. life. Splinter cell, dude. Look at this. Alright, dude. Okay. Okay, we can make an horror movie like that. Yeah? We'll do look yeah. at Green Boy, dude. Oh, oh Jared, so squished out. Ooh, follow cheap ass gamer.